Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Resonate Community Church's Sunday Stream. Hi, my name is Mike Savage and I'm the Director of Student Ministry at Resonate Community Church and I'm so excited you have decided to join us today for the Sunday Stream. If this is your first time with us, we're glad you're here. We, uh, we get together every morning, or not every morning, but every Sunday morning at 9.30, go through uh, some good teaching and just connect with what's going on in our student ministry. If uh, Sunday mornings at 9.30 isn't your thing, uh, but podcasting is, you can certainly pick this up on podcast. You can catch it any in any platform you can think of. Uh, most people are downloading it off the iTunes store, but uh, it's available at any place you typically get your podcast. Or you can watch it back on YouTube or the Student Ministry website. Those are all archived. And if you want to go back and watch any old Sunday streams, we I think we're up to number six. This is the sixth one we've done this summer. Feel free to check any of those out. Um, I hope you'll find them meaningful. And of course, if you are watching live at 9.30 on Sunday, the interactive comments are open. Feel free to use those to weigh in at any point through the morning. So as you're gonna find out in just a moment, we have a lot, a lot of stuff going on in student ministry and Carissa's gonna walk us through that here in just a moment. Take it away, Carissa. Good morning, RCC Student Ministry. I am gonna jump in with a few announcements that we have coming up in the next couple of weeks for events for us to go to. So not this week, but next Wednesday, July 29th, our middle schoolers, we are gonna be having our um, summer party and that's gonna be at the Kappa home. So like I said, that'll be Wednesday, July 29th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Please join us, uh, invite a friend to come. We'd love to be able to see you guys and hang out, um, play some games, do a lot of fun things so so that's happening on the 29th and on saturday august 1st we are going to be doing our dollar drive through again this year if you weren't able to come last year it was a blast so there's different shifts that you can sign up for for tour shifts or if you want to come the whole time but we need sign holders we need people to wash cars rinse cards pray for people pass out money all of those things so we would love for you to come um, log on to the website to sign up for that the following Sunday, August 2nd, is going to be our outdoor service. And so we would love to have you come. Again, bring a friend if you want to. Um, my understanding is we'll be practicing social distancing and all of that. And that day is also going to be our baptism. So come and be a part of it. Um, it'll be a really, really great time. Um, the last thing that's coming up that you have the opportunity to volunteer with and volunteer for is our... Um, love to serve and that will be coming up and so outreach to mike and holly about those opportunities that's going to be coming up um, the week of that first week of august so um, lots of things happening if you have questions like i said contact mike or myself if you want to do camp love to serve i know a lot of you do that it's just a great opportunity to connect with our community and share share the love of christ with them so um, thank you for joining us for the sunday stream i'm so glad that you're here Oh, hi friends. Glad to see you here. Just cooking up some breakfast for our small group today. Miss you guys a lot. Hope to see you guys all again soon. Have a great summer. Peace. Wait, what? what? Something burning? Somebody give me a, give me a fire extinguisher. <laughs> so with that, I'm going to open us up in prayer today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for just another opportunity to connect. I just ask you to bless our time together and whatever it is in our hearts that you need to uh, to teach us we we are open to that this morning we give this morning to you 
Amen. God of justice, Savior to all, came to rescue the weak and the poor, chose to serve and not be served. Jesus, you have called us. Well, hello again, everybody. This is Mike, and we're going to be taking a look today about a very uh, um, familiar Bible story in the book of uh, Luke, uh, the Good Samaritan. It's in Luke 10, 30-37, and uh, if you do have your Bible and you're looking for that, fantastic. Otherwise, I'll have it up on the screen as we, as we go through this. But uh, we're going to launch another lesson here, a little discussion on just where we're at in our conversations about uh, kindness, equity, racial justices, those types of things, and uh, continue to dig deep into the Bible and to see how the Bible is asking us or directing us how to navigate these types of conversations. So with that, uh, here we go. We're in Luke 10, 30 through 37, and those verses go like this. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, when he was attacked by robbers, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, who, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, 
And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave him and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think a neighbor do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. So those are verses from Luke 10, 30 through 37 uh, about the good Samaritan. So when we look at that story, we want to always try to make real practical applications to our lives today. Where does this show up? And the first question that pops into my mind here is, um, who are these neighbors in our lives today? Now, of course, when we hear the word neighbors, we think of you know the family next door or the people down the street, the people who actually live in our neighborhood. And yep, definitely counts as neighbors. Absolutely. But think about that video we watched where uh, lots of strangers walked right by the homeless guy um, and then actually helped out the gentleman who was uh, dressed as a business suit. So both gentlemen were down one was helped, one wasn't. Those people that were walking by weren't necessarily neighbors in the, in the context of living by these guys, but they are also neighbors in the sense that they're co-human beings. These are human beings that also live on the same earth as other human beings. So in the context of the world, we're neighbors. We're neighbors. So really neighborhood. So for the sake of understanding this passage, we really got to get clear on what does neighbor mean? Okay. So I'm actually going to contend that neighbor is going to have two definitions here. One is neighbors are the friends and the acquaintances and the individuals that live in our neighborhood. Think about where you live, who's next door, who's next door, who's across the street, who's behind you. Those are neighbors. Absolutely. But neighbors are also going to be defined as people who don't necessarily live right in our neighborhood, but live in our world as well. Forgive the corny analogy here, but God's neighborhood, the world, uh, those, are, th those individuals are our neighbors as well. And so then it leads us to a question. The question is, aren't all people deserving of God's kindness? Aren't all neighbors deserving of God's kindness? Think about that for a few minutes as we continue to process through this. You look at that video, there was, an ev there was evidence that some people are worthy of kindness and there are some neighbors that are not worthy of kindness, a homeless man and a businessman. So just something to think about as we continue through this conversation. So let's take a moment here and let's 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 pause and define let's let's talk about what do we mean by cultural norms because one of the questions we also have to ask ourselves is how do personal cultural norms determine the actions we take so when we see someone on the side of the road who needs help when we see anybody anywhere that needs help first thing we should probably do is just define what our cultural norms are so when we let's start by looking at areas where we live so let's take the neighborhood Let's take our literal neighborhood, where, where we live, you know, who's across the street, who's 
next door, that type of thing. The first definition of neighborhood. And what are cultural norms? In other words, if we were to see somebody in our neighborhood, right, um, hurt, what what do we do in, in, in our community where we live? So for me right here in Shakopee, Minnesota, what, what would I do if I saw somebody across the street literally fall down? What would I do? What do we typically do when we see those types of behaviors and what and how often do we help in the communities in which we live? How often do we help? So if we think about this for a minute, what is it that um, we do if we were to see somebody in need right literally in the place where we live? Think about that. Let's turn the timer on for a minute and let's go ahead and think about what are those actions? What are those norms? What are those things we would just normally do if we saw something go down right across the street where we live or right down the road from where we live, right in our neighborhood. Go ahead and respond to that as the timer comes on here. Okay, now let's let let's let's let, let's look at neighborhood in the second context. Now let's look at neighborhood in the sense of places that we don't necessarily live every day, but certainly in the world. And let's take let's let's make it very real. Let's make it very real. And let's talk about downtown Minneapolis. Let's put it in this context. Um, you're going to the ball game, right? Let's say COVID nineteen is done and we're back to uh, being able to go to a Twins game. Uh, you're you're going down with your family. Uh, you park the car. Car gets locked up. You grab everything you need for the game and you start making your walk over to Target Field to watch the Twins play somebody, uh, preferably not the Dodgers because we all know how that series would end up going. <laughs> anyway, um, so you're on your way to the ball game. Now, on a serious note, you walk to the ball game and you see lots of people heading that direction, right? Everyone's heading to the game. People walking kind of fast. People have their Twins jerseys on, their Twins hats on. If they're playing the Dodgers, got a couple jokers out there that are wearing Dodger hats and stuff. Those guys are awesome. Anyway, they're <laughs> you're heading to the game and you notice somebody on the side of the road hurting, right? What's the cultural norm there, right? What's the cultural norm there? Um, think of that video. Are you just walking right by that person who's hurt or are you actually stopping to do something? And what do you do if you notice that nobody else is stopping and you don't stop either? The question um, I want to ask you, we'll turn the timer on again for this, is, is it different? Is it a different experience um, when you see somebody just as hurt, but it's, on the, it's in downtown Minneapolis on the way from the parking lot to the Twins game where other people are walking by? Is your response to help that person any different than it was when you saw the same thing happen across the street in the neighborhood in which you live. So I'll go ahead and turn the timer on there and go ahead and share any thoughts you might have about what the difference is between those two situations.
if we're being really honest with ourselves, we're being really honest with ourselves, I think we all know that the responses in the both settings are very different. And it's the person who responds the same way positively with help and kindness in both settings that really is doing what the Good Samaritan story is telling us to do here. So when we think about the Good Samaritan story, the first response might be, Oh, we've heard that story so many times. I know exactly what happens. But when you, but you, when you actually look at that story and ask yourself, what, what would you actually do? You actually come to find out that it's a pretty challenging uh, thing to do. And then at the end, Jesus actually says, go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. Go and do what that good Samaritan did. But why don't we, right? That's the big question I think we got to ask ourselves. Why don't we? And when we ask ourselves to apply this to race conversations as well, you know, at the very beginning of these conversations this summer, we, we set some parameters up and, and, and kind of setting some ground rules up in the sense that some people gravitate and get excited to, to meet people that are different to them. And some people have this natural inclination, this natural reaction to just go the other way and be with people who are, who are more like-minded. And we want to be people who want to engage and discuss and have conversations and share the love of Jesus with people that might not necessarily look like us, sound like us, believe like us. We're called to do that. And we see that again, another Bible story, pretty clearly laying out what we're supposed to be doing, doing things that are countercultural, doing things that we wouldn't normally do. So when we hear Jesus saying, go and do likewise as to what that good Samaritan uh, did, what does that mean to you? I'm going to go ahead and turn the timer on again and go ahead and ask yourself, what does that mean to you to go and do likewise as Jesus is asking us to do in the story of the good Samaritan? So as we wrap up today, I want to just leave us with a couple parting questions here and we'll turn the timer on one last time as we go into the final part of our uh, Sunday stream today. But when we ask ourselves, how can we be a source of hospitality inside our church and outside of our church? How can we be a believer in Jesus and show hospitality and kindness to people in our neighborhood and people outside of our neighborhood? What can you do? What are those types of things that you can be doing that would actually, for most of us, be different than what we're already doing right now? Who, and then, and then a further question here in the, in, in, to wrap up here, who are the homeless men? Going back to that beginning video, who are the homeless men in our lives today? Who are the people that we walk along the side of the street and just pass? Who are they? Be honest. 
And who are the businessmen? Who are the ones that are well-dressed? Who are the ones that we are going to stop and help? Who are those in our world today? And again, to be processing that question of why are the two people treated differently? Okay, so we'll go ahead and turn that timer on one last time and we'll see you back here for the wrap. All right, guys, thank you. Sunday stream. I'm out the door, so I'm going to walk on out, but I want to thank a number of people that joined us today. Uh, first of all, just want to thank Mike Stussy for not burning down the house. Nice job. Glad you caught the fire there in time. want to thank Carissa for taking some time to share uh, some prayers with us and also um, uh, all the announcements. And of course, of course, you students, thank you for joining us today. And then uh, to our amazing Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So with that, uh, we're just gonna head on out here. And I wish everybody a fantastic day. I'm heading out for the afternoon. I hope you guys have a great day as well, and we'll see you all very soon. Take care, guys, bye-bye. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that you have actually shown us and given us good example of what it means to love our neighbor um, as we're pulling from the story of the Good Samaritan and that you don't want us to just pick and choose of what's most comfortable for us or how other people may react or respond to it. But Lord, what you have called and asked us to do um, as being your children and to step out in faith. I ask that you would continue to give us opportunities throughout the week to do that and just show your love and, and your example of, of Christ to those around us. Uh, I pray that we would not be restricted by our own doubt or confusion or frustration, but that we would continue to look to you and those around us who can help um, support us in our walk. We thank you so much for being our Father and our guide. In Jesus' name, 